Okay, guys, welcome. And um, my guest today is Hillary. And Hillary is an Enneagram coach, and she has a great YouTube channel. And I will put a link in this video to her YouTube channel. Hillary, welcome. And tell everybody what part of the world you live in. Mm, thank you, Tom. Uh, it's an honor to be on your channel. Thanks for inviting me. I live in Arizona. Great. So, okay. Yeah, and All it's right. a bit. No one's gonna be able to. No one's gonna feel sorry for me right now. But I'm gonna say it's been really cold here lately. It's been in the 50s. So. <laughs> right, and at the time of recording, we're February 2nd. Yeah, Groundhog yes. Day. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah. Awesome. I've been to Arizona, you know, I've driven through it on the way to California and, uh, but my home is in Daytona beach. So, is you it? know, you, you and I have, have that in common. We, yeah. we have great winters. Yes. Yes. I mean, I used to live in the Midwest. We moved here on purpose. We were like done with winters, done with the cold. We're like, no, I'd rather have a hot summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, luckily in Florida, you guys that live up in the Midwest and come to Florida every, mm -hmm. you know, summer, summer on vacation, uh, summers are the worst time to be down here and stay away from the center of the state, like Orlando. That's where it's like the oven, but on the beaches, right. you know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Well, Hillary, I got a lot of good questions for you. Like, for example, first of all, um, how long have you been doing your YouTube channel? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I want to guess, I actually don't know this by fact, but I would say at least four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I started my YouTube channel, I, I'm guessing four, maybe five years ago. Um, yeah. That's what my guess would be. I haven't looked though. You know how you just are just going about yeah. life and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. How long have I been doing it? Probably, you know, and I, I originally got on YouTube um, because I was, an, well, I first was a life coach and then yeah. uh, studied the Enneagram, became an Enneagram coach and really realized that like, okay, we uh, this platform is such an amazing way to meet people, to teach, to talk, to learn. And so I decided, okay, I'm a nine. I don't want to be on video. This is never something I intended, but right. I went ahead and just like thought I'd try it. Right. I'm glad you did. But uh, right. Okay. So before that, were you doing life coaching appointments? Just like yes. what we typically think of yes. as life coaching. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I got, uh, I started life coaching around seven years ago. I got certified, uh, through PCCI and, um, got all the certifications, started life coaching and realized like it is, it's tough for people to find me. Right. I want to, I put my name out there on some feelers and stuff and I had some clients and, and whatnot, but, um, that's when I, well, actually before you, before the next step would be, I decided that life coaching needed something and needed something, um, to go alongside it. Right. Because as a coach, you don't really want to ask, uh, questions that are, that they already know. Like there's some rules to it where you don't, you know, you don't necessarily go backwards and ask about their past and all of that. But the Enneagram, um, something I had been using for, I don't know, 10 years um, on, you know, within myself and my family, I felt like, man, this could help kind of bridge that understanding of each other, understanding of my clients um, better and faster. So I went and got certified in that. And then, uh, married that into the coaching and then started the YouTube channel as uh, a way for people to find me. And uh, coaching was definitely how I started. Yeah. Just one, -on, okay. one on one coaching. Wow. So that's so interesting. So you started as a life coach and then our, I would imagine like you're having appointments with people and thinking this person's a one yes. and I don't know if I can tell them yeah. that because they right. don't know this tool. Right. Right. Yes. And you're, yes. you find yourself using the Enneagram without necessarily putting a spotlight on it. Right. Right. And they would not even know what I'm talking about. And so, and then also I felt like the Enneagram could just kind of fast forward them of understanding themselves. Cause a lot of times we would spend four or five sessions getting to something that we could have gotten to a lot faster had they understood their own motivations and things like that at the beginning. So to me, it just, I don't know, it allowed for more time to work on the coaching part. Um, once we understood like, Oh, well, this is your personality. Okay. Let's work within that and grow within that and stuff like that. Yeah. 
because people get stuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I would say mo at the time before the Enneagram life coaching, most people hired me because they were stuck. Right. Because yeah. like the life coaching is we're moving forward. How do we get forward? How do we get clarity? How do we, you know, and so a lot of people, even now, that is a, a big thing of people wanting somebody to hold them accountable, to ask yeah. the right questions, to see them, to listen to them, and then also help them get unstuck. Yeah. Now you said um, you're a nine and <laughs> do you, do you, um, are there things about your own nineness that bother you? Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Not only do they bother me, but sometimes when I meet other nines, I'm like put off by it. And I'm like, Oh, cause I struggle with that. So yeah, I would say, um, sloth, the core yeah. weakness of the nine. I, a lot of times, especially nines that hire me, they are confused that I'm able to do what I do and, you know, show up to my own life, <laughs> go after my own dreams and de desires. Right. And so they're always like, how do you do that? I'm like, okay, I have to be honest with you. Like every single day, it's a rustle every day. And truthfully, the first couple of years of YouTube, I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to quit every single day. I, it takes so much to show up in this space, to show up to my own life and, you know, to actually stay awake. And I would say that's one thing that has been hard for me. It's like constantly staying awake and doing it. And you, I don't know if I'm sure you didn't notice this, but I'll go months without posting on YouTube because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm getting lost in my own personality and, you know, doing other things and staying busy, doing fun things that I think are fun versus doing the hard thing. So I guess to wrap up that answer, absolutely. There are things about my personality that totally bother me, but I, it's just stuff I wrestle with, you know, but I'm super grateful that I understand myself because yeah. I spent my first, you know, I didn't really go after my dreams and desire to desires until my mid thirties. And it really took um, me walking through my mom's death, a tragic situation for me to wake up and realize that I was just going through the motions of life and I never really was awake to my own dreams and desires. And so that's probably what motivates me most now. It's like, it's once you're awake, it's hard to go back to sleep. Right. And then also helping others, you know, wake up maybe sooner than I did. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because once you learn about the Enneagram and, you know, probably a lot of people, they start with, oh, I'm a this, ha ha ha, you know, or, or yes. you're a that. And they, and they don't get beyond a very surface level understanding of my type, my spouse's type, maybe a couple of my kids yeah. and, and learn it as a system because as mm -hmm. a system, it, it, it's so much more valuable and useful and helpful. And I, I love what you said about um, every day a struggle mm -hmm. because it's not like we fix ourselves like, oh, well, I'm fixed now. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all good. Nope. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's that daily observing yourself and catching yourself. And I like to say even like laughing at yourself with that. I am a seven, but I like yeah. to say, you know, that that sort of like tapping your head and saying, there I go again, a seven focused on seven things um, yep. Yep. that may or may not help me in the long run move forward in life. Yes. You know, that's true. And uh, same thing where it's a wrestle where it's interesting because I have, I actually have adult kids, um, a 20 and 22 year old, they're both boys. And I made the mistake of telling my 20 year old, one of my goals for the year. And he every day asks me about it. And I'm like, stop. No, I didn't work on it today. No, I didn't. I feel like I'm letting him down. He's, a, he's my 20 year old type five son. And I'm just like, dang it. I shouldn't have told you because <laughs> now I'm being held accountable, you know? Right. By somebody under your own roof. I know. And, and he just <laughs> right. looks at me. He, he'll just look at me very like if I, I'm sitting on the couch, mm -hmm, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I worked all day today. I, you weren't home. I worked all day, you know, I'm like getting all defensive and stuff. But the thing is, is 
ultimately, you know, I wrestle with this part of my personality and for the most part, I'm able to stay, you know, and it helps that like, I know you're a coach also that I have clients that I have to show up for most days. And so that definitely keeps me in alignment. But sometimes when I don't, I could just sit here and find really unnecessary things to be doing. Yeah. I remember talking to a nine recently and she was a nine wing eight and she had been a writer in the past and Uh she kind of, well, life had changed and she wasn't writing anymore. And Mm -hmm. she was wanting to like recover that part of her life again. And Mm -hmm. she said, Tom, I, I so desperately want to be a writer, but there's so much good TV on. (laughs) Oh, I totally, I totally feel that right here. (laughs) What would you say to other nines who might be watching this as a nine? Mm -hmm. And we would, we would say a, a healthy nine. What would you say to some nines out there? You know, okay. This is how, this is what works for me as a nine. Each day I make a list. I have, in order to stay present to my own life that day, I have to make a list of maybe things that need to get done or things I'd want to get done. Or just even sometimes it just like, it says, you know, uh, walk the dog, right? Like it could be super simple all the way down to, you know, um, uh, film a video, whatever that looks like on the list. But as a nine, nine, nines are able to fall asleep very easily if it's not in front of them. And I know this to be true for myself where the TV's just in the other room in my house. I work out of my home. Right. And, um, I'm a huge sports fan. (laughs) I'm a huge sports fan. I'd rather be watching sports than other things, which is surprising, but that's, you know, it allows me to just zone out. And so, but for the nine, I would say the list helps in the morning. And then um, the thing is, is I hate to say reward, but to me, I, I'm purposeful with making sure like eight hours a day, I'm um, present to my life and doing what needs to get done, you know, and, and what, whatever that is. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's meeting a friend for lunch, but I'm being present all day long. And then in the evening, I allow myself to fully sink into sloth. (laughs) I literally, um, by around 5 p.m., I put on really comfy clothes. I get a blanket. I sit on my couch and I have some food and I watch some TV. And I, it's most evenings. But for me, um, in order to do that in the evenings, you know, I want to have, I want to, again, I don't want to say reward myself because it's, it's not necessarily reward, but that's what works for me as a nine is to just make a list, stay present throughout the day. And I do not beat myself up if I don't get that list done. The goal is just to make the list. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much gets done. I'm not going to, you know, I can't be a three, <laughs> you know, like I just, I go towards the three, but it's not you know, who, who I, it's not what motivates me. I, I wish, I wish sometimes that money motivated me because I think I'd probably be a lot more successful. Right. But I'm like, it just doesn't. Right. And what motivates me is staying present to my life, staying awake and helping others. And so it's just like having that process throughout the day. And then at night, and I'm a very, uh, which this is not going to be surprising, but I like to do the same exact thing every single night. So, and that's what I do. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess what you're saying is, you know, very balanced in that I'm pushing myself, but Mm -hmm. I'm also, I'm also remembering that I am a nine Yeah. and I want to stay in that peaceful place and, Mm -hmm. and not try to be someone I'm not while Mm -hmm. always trying to improve. And, you know, interestingly, like sevens and nines, we both share some numbers in common, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm-hmm. one and eight and yep. six and yep. Yep. and we essentially are don't worry be happy mm-hmm. <laughs> i can reframe and, like the best of them <laughs> yeah right uh i always say you know uh you know a seven and a nine i think of like my in my mind probably the dumb and dumber guys are probably a seven and a nine and we could get along great you know like mm-hmm. let's just mm-hmm. go west and sell tacos right and right who cares right but, 
we've got that. I've got that line to one. And I always say like that, that number you disintegrate to, you, mm-hmm. you, you kind of want to hear them as a warning, like that one mm-hmm. saying, Hey, seven, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that you're thinking about doing today, but what do you really need to be doing? Why don't you mm-hmm. focus on that? Yeah. And and agree to the list or you'll end up feeling the anger and frustration and have to do it eventually anyway. So oh, that is so <laughs> good. Yeah. And that's so true. Like you said, going towards the one, right? And yeah. I mean, I go towards the six, but it's the same thing. I might have anxiety. I might have all of a sudden I might start to fear and think of worst case scenarios. Yeah. You know, right. in my life and different things. Um, and so for you yeah. going towards one, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So just real- for me is, so for you, you go towards the one in stress and for me, it could be a wing, but I will say, to be honest, I, I only notice I use the one wing in unhealth. Average. Uh, yeah. Right. I never get the, the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you see yourself as a nine wing eight? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so one, you know, in my mind, one is like, um, let's get our list out. Let's uh-huh. write down what needs to be done and let's not focus on the closet right now. Let's uh-huh. prioritize and get uh-huh. busy doing those big things first. And you, and like you said, you, part of the reason that you are successful is you make yourself do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most days. <laughs> yeah. Right. When I don't, right. Right. It doesn't go well, but yeah, it's more, and you brought up such something so interesting. Cause you said, instead of focus on focusing on the closet, am I to understand, right. That you're saying like, I'm going to go do that project. Yeah. You're yeah. going to do the other thing. Like, Oh, you know, uh, those clothes. And it's like, yeah, you lost five hours rearranging your closet when AT&T yes. needs to be fixed. Yes. Your bill. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. they sit in the oh. Oh. They sent an email and they said they'd get back to me and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I guess I'll just yeah. worry about that tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. They, you literally just spoke into my life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that feels overwhelming. And actually people have noticed in my videos, um, especially like a few years ago that my office was always changed. That oh. was because uh, oh. for a few things, one it's, Oh, that's fun. I'm going to read. It would give me such energy. It would just, all of a sudden it would, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to rearrange everything because then it'll be good. And then I can film because filming was so hard and overwhelming and people would go, wow, your office is always different. And I was like, that's not a healthy thing. (laughs) You know, don't be like me in that because I knew what I was doing. I've been able to catch myself now. Um, And, you know, it stays the same now. I'm like, that's not a worry. That's not an actual issue. And then the other piece to it was I was. Um, I was comparing myself. I was like, I would get on, you know, other people's YouTube channel and think mine was never good enough. And so, you know, it was like that criticalness, the one, that's what I'm saying, the one I I would go over there and be like, it's just not good enough. I got to change it. So I struggled with that a lot early on. Now I stay in my lane. Like, nope. I always remember my why, why do you do what you do? Stay in your lane, you know? It's mm-hmm. yeah, and work making progress, but always, yeah, right. Okay, good. Um, what have you learned from coaching so many people? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I said, you know, a lot of people feel like they're stuck, but you know, I, I would, I guess, what I'm asking is, okay, so we read the books, we listen to the videos, and we learn a lot about the Enneagram. And then we coach people and we learn things from conversations with people mm-hmm. in a way, maybe mm-hmm. you don't learn it in the books. Has there been some things that you've learned, you've learned along the way that have been just kind of that stand out to you, like from coaching so many people and having mm-hmm. so many discussions with people about the Enneagram? Yeah, I would say you're right though. Like you read the books and you study everything. I learn the most with people. I, I have a very like curious nature. It's like a non-judgmental posture of curiosity. And I love just like learning and like listening. And I actually have had recently a couple of twos, they don't know each other, but they hired me and I, and twos, 
I don't know about you because you're you could do coaching too. You do one on one coaching. Oh yeah, uh, a lot. I don't get a lot and of my, twos. And my wife's a two. Is she? Thirty years. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Get, there you go. I get twos. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. See, and you so you get two. So I have learned so much about twos lately that. And my best friends are two, my sister, both my sister-in-laws are two. So I'm surrounded by a lot of twos and I notice patterns quicker, you know, in twos and the healthy and the unhealthy and different things like that. Um, let's see, what else have I learned? A lot of nines hire me, <laughs> which makes sense, right? It makes sense. Um, I don't, I mean, when, nothing stands out. When you, well, and if something comes up while we're talking, interrupt me. Do you, when you watch TV, do you immediately start to like figure out what their types are and then relate those lessons back to yourself? Okay, interesting enough. I don't think I do. Really? I, th- I think because I think I turn it completely off. Oh. Like, because okay. I'm watching TV, I'm literally not but my husband a lot of times will go oh what do you think so and so is and then i feel like i feel like it's like i got to get back into that side of my brain oh. and i'm like oh i haven't been th- i i never ever am thinking about personalities and types when i'm watching television unless you know like uh, obviously it can happen organically but for the most part i'm like zoned out <laughs> like you know cuz and i'm a person that will watch tv and be on my phone at the same time yeah. Cause I'll play games. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty good nine about numbing out. So I would say for me, unless somebody asks me, no, I don't necessarily start thinking about the type. That's why like, it's hard for me. I, like I don't do videos on typing, you know, like shows and stuff. Cause I, I haven't ever spent a ton of time thinking about that. Um, but yeah. what about you? What about you? Oh yeah. My whole family, we're ridiculous. I mean, we turn something on and we'll pause it. And what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And my uh-huh. wife is just kind of sitting there, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because you, because your daughters are both Enneagram. Oh, they yeah. both have Enneagram channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah, they'll. I mean, mm-hmm. so they'll go to church and they'll they'll say, "Hey, I met this this kid," and da 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 da. And the mm-hmm. first thing they'll say is, "They're probably a three. And it's just it's just a part of the, the yeah the perspective that we have here in our house. And yeah, we'll watch a show. And what happens is, is when we, when we think we've got it nailed, when we think we've got that character nailed, we'll end up pausing it all the time because they'll start laughing and say, oh my gosh, that's me. That's what I do. Or that's how I, that's what I think, but I don't say it, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. That is it's, funny. That is very funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that happening. I mean, sometimes like, uh, say I'm watching something and what was I watching? I mean, this is weird, but I'm going to say I was watching basketball and uh, like one of their good players, he, to me, seems like a nine. And I only recognize that because he's really, he's really good, but he's, he's got this soft touch to them. This, like, he's not very aggressive. And then everybody around me is like, oh, he needs to be aggressive. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, he's probably a nine. And like, he's not going to be able to like, can someone be really good, but not have to be like so assertive and aggressive, you know? So yeah. So once in a while I will, I will think about it and then, but I'll probably just have more like compassion of like, Oh, I feel so bad. (laughs) I know. I know. What would you say to those people that say, what is this idiot Graham thing? These personality profiles. I had an eight, I had an eight one time who Mm -hmm. came on like this, you know, mm-hmm. they booked the appointment and they came on oh, like this and uh-huh. they said, uh-huh. okay, what is this idiot Ram thing anyway? Bah, 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 bah. And I yep. was thinking, okay. And uh, what was funny though, is within about 10 minutes, they uh, turned off their screen because they were in tears. Oh. And we we're just talking about eight stuff mm-hmm. and that vulnerability mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, but what would you say to people that, you know, of course the personality profiles, they just put people in boxes and you guys, you know, put yeah. a number on people and yep. they're just against it. I, I've definitely come up against that. And the interesting thing is a lot of times I immediately know what type they probably are. <laughs> so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know what type you're probably. I was actually right. uh, teaching or yeah, I was at a staff retreat where I was teaching them the Enneagram. 
And this one guy, he was very, uh, like, you could tell he did not like that I was there. He didn't like that they were being taught that whatever, but I, I, and, and this was like a few years ago. So I'm like, you know, right. Okay. You know, and it was probably one, I had only probably taught big groups like that a few times. So I'm, I'm more timid back then. And he looks at me because I think we were going around the room to say our type at the, I don't remember the thing, but he looks at me and he goes, yeah, I'm a 45. And I think, I think he like added them together or he did something. Okay. Like, oh, he like added up whatever. He like added all the numbers or something. and was like, I'm a 45 and like was kind of a jerk about it. And I just looked at him and I, and I just was able to ask him like, like it didn't offend me personally. Right. Cause I'm like, well, the Enneagram's for anyone, but not everyone. I don't think nice. every it's not for everybody. Like, right. Yeah. Like there's other things that can help you. Do I think this is could help? Yes. And I think the fact that you're fighting it so much, there's, you know, it probably, yeah. probably could really help you. But I, I just would say like, I don't get offended. It's like, then I, I would just start asking questions. Okay. So what do you know about the Enneagram? You know, you know, what do you, do you understand it's about motivations? Do you, what do you think about motivations? Are there any other personality types you do know? Right. And it's like, kind of just start digging of like, do you have any knowledge on personality types? And then find out the root of their why, why are you coming so aggressively towards this? I'm like, what hurts you? Who hurts you? Yeah. Come <laughs> right? here. Well, and also, also, there may be sometimes like, well, these things are used by my boss to manipulate us into yes. being more productive, you know, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, well, that's not my agenda. That may be their agenda, but. Right. And, and that's the thing, like, okay, yes, the Enneagram gets weaponized, right? People can weaponize it. And so we have to battle that too, where that's what I try to teach against. Like, don't weaponize it. Don't use it to think like, well, you know, everything about that person. Cause you don't. Right. Cause like I knew you were seven, you knew I was a nine, but then we have the wings, we have our, you know, levels of health and we have our stress and, and growth subtypes. and there's subtypes and right. And if you want to even think about tri-types, whatever that, you know, like there's like so many levels that you truly don't know everything about somebody. And, um, you know, yeah, if, if I understand what motivates my sons and it's like, we just, we, if we can use that in the healthiest way, instead of like weaponize it and like, I would never be like, well, you're a three. So, um, can I trust just, you right now? Yeah. Like you struggle. <laughs> do you know that you deceive yourself all the time? Right. Like something like that, which is not true. Right. And it's right. like, but it's to weaponize it into, I just, I don't know that. It does happen though. And I think for me, um, in any of those situations is just start digging for their why and just find their why and find, you know, and disarm them, try to disarm them. Right. Yeah. Cause they're, they're aggressive towards it, but there's usually a reason why what I get, and I'd love to know if you get this is, well, I don't, I'm not that type cause so-and-so is that type. And so they're, oh. Yeah. They're like, well, my mom was a nine, so I'm not a nine. I'm like, oh yeah, well, I know, I know. I'm like, uh, so the, yeah. or they're like, oh, I don't like that person, and they're this type, so I'm never, nope. And so even in a in a typing interview, you're like, I don't know where to go with that, <laughs> you know. And so it's like gently unraveling uh, what they've learned and what they think, you know, and then showing them healthy parts of whatever type they're kind of like against, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. And sometimes people do have, I find that people sometimes have a natural frustration with people of their own type. Cause it's kind of like mm -hmm. you see through their yeah. protective layer. And so yeah. you're sensitive to that. And mm -hmm. um, so then when you see this other person, you know, like if I see a seven who's behaving badly, I think, oh man, I, I tell myself, no, I don't do that. <laughs> and this guy's just doing that. And yep. is that the way I could like, for example, when I watch the office, Michael Scott's a seven and I, okay, just, gro okay. I just groan, I think, I know what he's trying to do. I, I yeah. see his heart, but then I yep. see is, is that how I'm coming across sometimes with people? Right. right. But that's yeah. so good. Right. When we ask ourselves those questions. I, yeah. you know, I think for all of us, 
to go, Oh, is that how I'm coming across? Like what a healthy way to look at it and to continue to learn about your own type. But yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, I can come across my own type also. Um, I think it's, I type, like I said, I coach a lot of nines, but truthfully, sometimes the things they bring to me, I'm like, well, let me know if you figure that one out. (laughs) I'm like, I mean, I know the right answers and I know, you know, like we, we get through it, but I'm like, oh, I totally could feel that struggle because I'm a nine. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. We are healers with feet of clay ourselves for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you know, I, I also have a Christian background and and Mm -hmm. have worked in the church for years. And how do you integrate the Enneagram with your Christian worldview? Interesting. What comes to mind when you think of that? Yeah. um, I mean, I guess I'm just, I, my belief system is God made us, you know, and God made me my personality. Um, And how do I, I think it could be hard sometimes like to understand how to grow, you know, like if you don't have Christ. And so um, I think they go hand in hand, but like, I don't, you know, not everybody who I come in contact with are even Christians. Right. So, oh, yeah. Right. And that's okay too. But um, I don't know. How do they go hand in hand? I just, I just think of it as a tool um, to help us, especially that weakness, right. That struggle my struggle, I bring to God. Like there are times where I'm like, I am pulled to, you know, the mind being the sloth. I can feel it pulling me and I'm like, no, and I'll pray against it. And so I don't know. I just, I think for me, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a child of God first. And then I use this as a tool and I I feel really grateful that he um, has given this to us as a tool. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I remember a, something I read by Alice Freiling, the book Mirror for the Soul, and she's mm-hmm. a four and an mm-hmm. Enneagram writer. And she said, the Enneagram and the Bible tell us the same things with different words. And I thought that was an interesting way oh, of saying that. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. And it's like, it really shows you like we need everybody. We need all types. Everybody's important. Everybody's a piece of to me would be the body, you know? Yeah. And what piece is the nine? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know, honestly. (laughs) You know, and I get, I get that response. I, I get that sense from nines. I think of nines a little bit like the mortar between all the bricks. And so they have a hard time seeing themselves because they look at all the other bricks like, Oh, I see. Yeah. That mm-hmm. person, they they take up space and this person yep. takes up space. And mm-hmm. how come these bricks like don't work more at getting along with each other? And then the nine comes in and like fills in this. Yep. And every team needs that. Every yeah. obviously you could do so much more than that. But but mm-hmm. when you think about like what nines tend to do is they tend to like bring us together and try mm-hmm. to keep us together. And they might look at that three brick or that eight brick and think, wow, they're such a go-getter. What's wrong with me? And like, yeah, but they're not necessarily thinking about how to keep us all united and harmonized. Not all. At all. (laughs) I'm like, at all. Like, that's literally all I think about all the time. And this world is extremely hard. I, you know, because I'm like, as a nine, our my our greatest desire is for everybody to get along (laughs) you know like and i feel like and i feel like everybody everybody's thing would feel like this but it's different so for a nine it's like it pains me like it i i feel like pain when you know there's uh fighting and conflict and everything especially when even if i'm not a part of it i'm just watching it you know i feel like oh but then I know each type there, oh, they feel that about them, whatever it is for them. If that makes sense. I don't know if that's yeah. making sense, but yeah. for the nine, yeah, I, I would love, I, I spend a lot of time trying to, you know, be as like inclusive, like, right. I just want everybody 
to feel loved and to feel seen, no matter your beliefs, no matter everything. Like, I'm like, I just, I want you, but maybe that comes from, that's what I would want. Right. Cause then I'm, pro- I could be projecting a little bit too, which is probably true. <laughs> like, Hmm. But you know, that's to, but I have learned here's, here's when you were saying we're kind of like the mortar between the bricks or we can't, cause I do think like we bring people together, especially a social nine. Um, you know, I have definitely felt like the glue, but then I totally feel when they say about the social nine that they don't feel a part of it. They might be the glue, but they actually hold themselves apart. I a hundred percent do that. And I think too, the one thing I've learned is I can't fix anyone. I can't fix them. Yeah. I, I just can't. And I have been in the crosshairs because I thought I could. Right. All you can do is listen. And if they want you to give anything, then you can, but you have to kind of have to just kind of let things evolve and happen and not think that like you have all the answers or that you could fix everything because you can't. And then you get caught in it. And then all of a sudden they're mad at you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. You put undue pressure on yourself. And, you know, I always think like, I think of every type what they what we sort of chase in our average health is mm-hmm. what we bring in our health mm-hmm. and you know for a nine that would be um bringing that sense mm-hmm. of being heard and understood and valued and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. peace harmony and comfort and tranquility and mm-hmm. can be great harmonizers but when things aren't going well like i got to get out of here and protect my own harmony and comfort and sevens as well you know mm-hmm. When sevens can give up their chase of what's next, chasing happiness and excitement, enthusiasm, then, you know, what do they bring? They bring happiness, enthusiasm, and, you know, Mm -hmm. joy and inspiration Mm -hmm. and all these things that we, we all chase in our average health. We, we, we sort of bring to the team, but we can't do that very well when we're just under stress and Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so good. I love that about sevens. And I love like what you said, you're like, if I can stop doing it, then I bring it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's like, uh, that's going to stay with me. That's one of the, one of the pivotal moments early on when I learned about the Enneagram was I thought, you know, up till this point, I've kind of had this idea, like I want to do fun things. What's wrong with that? Do fun things. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, what if I could do all things with fun? What what if I could just show up in this world and be a seven? I don't have to be a one or a two or a three. Just own the space I'm in. Listen to all the other voices to Mm -hmm. see the blind spots and then just go do that in this world. You know, just go be that voice that reminds the team, um, hey, you know, when you don't make happiness a priority in life, don't be surprised when you never have it. <laughs> wow. That's so good. Right. And yeah, and I think with the nine as well, like yeah. when you're talking to people and they seem to have no peace in their life, mm-hmm. well, just remember that was never your goal. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Right. That is so we true. All, we can all borrow from each other a little bit better and value mm-hmm. all of those types, you know, like, yeah. It would certainly help us to see some blind spots. Well, what else would you like to say before we're done? Anything else you'd like to say to the the people out there uh, that you think might help in any way? Well, I will say I have been fighting, like wanting to put this back on you the whole time. I'm like, let's, what, how is it for you? Can we just talk about you? (laughs) (laughs) It felt like we talked way too much about me. And I was like, how can we get this back on Tom? (laughs) There it is again, right? A little bit of the nineness. Yeah. A little bit of the nineness, but um, I don't know. This has been wonderful. I, I, you'd reached out to me a few years ago over email and we kind of met that way. And um, like you, I've watched your, your videos and stuff. And it was uh, when you reached out, I was like, oh, this is so cool. We're actually going to get to know each other at a deeper level. Um, I had this friend or I have this friend, he's a type seven and he just took your uh, Enneagram coaching certification. Right. Yeah. So he, he took that. And so, 
And he would be like, oh yeah, tell me about you. And I'm like, well, I feel like I know I should know him more than you. <laughs> We're in this world together, you know, like this Enneagram world, but no, other than I would love to know, like, how did you get into this space? Yeah. Well, my background is ministry and I was working in a church full time. And, you know, of course we have the Myers-Briggs and DISC yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which is all yep. really helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but you know, we would have these conversations, my girls, and, you know, we have five kids, four daughters, one son. And, and yeah. And so we'd have, so we've got almost every type in our family now. I think the only thing we're missing is a type one with sons in laws, we've got everything covered. Uh, But, you know, we would have these long talks and um, we, you know, Myers-Briggs was helpful, but it wasn't in disc, but it wasn't anyway. So, one day, my daughter, Grace, she went to a, uh, a seminar on the Enneagram and she's like, dad, you need to know about this dad. And I thought, ah, another personality thing. I don't know. And, uh-huh. and then at work, we were going through some chaos and I'm like, why are people doing what they're doing? Nothing they're doing makes sense. And so I said, let me see this Enneagram thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you, you read about it, you learn about it. And I think we watched a couple of Richard Rohr's videos on yep. it and yeah. which was, you know, and it just starts digging in at you and you think mm-hmm. I'm not a glutton uh-huh. I tell myself. No, all the time. It's counter mm-hmm. seven. I yeah. tell myself no all the time. I'm not a glutton, mm-hmm. but then I start mm-hmm. thinking back to all these hobbies and collections and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I am a glutton. And mm-hmm. anyway, and so you know, it really just started to dig at us. And um, I end up an enthusiast. I end up talking about it all the time. And I think my wife said, you know, why don't you make a YouTube channel and focus uh-huh. that attention somewhere else? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just, and it, you know, I just was reading about it, learning about it. And then I needed a place like to share it. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, I found that the church is kind of, I don't even know if I'd say 50, 50, like there's, there's always like 20% of the people who say, this is so helpful. And Mm -hmm. then there's 20% of the people that says, do you have a pentagram on your shirt? Like, no, no, no. And then everybody else in the middle is like, I don't know. I don't care. I just, you know, and so I, I did try to teach it in the church a little bit and that kind of got mixed results. And then I just thought, well, I'll just put it out there on YouTube and see what happens. And yeah, and, yeah. and people are interested yeah. in it for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I mean, it's, it's interesting in the church, right? It's like my church has ha- had me come in and teach their staff and like, like um, it's been so rewarding for their staff to learn about their types and all of this stuff and learn this language that they can understand each other. Cause like you, they were doing disc, right. Which is super helpful, but this is just a different level. It's a, yeah. you know, motivations thing. And um, I remember saying uh, my pastor is a one. And when I started teaching it uh, to the staff, I was like, how many of you, you in here think you're a one and like half of them or over half raised their hand. And I was like, I hope not. Like we need everyone. I was like, you can't stack your team like yourself. Right. I was like, no, you need. Every-. But the cool thing was, is they just wanted to be like him, right? Like they were like, oh right. yeah, that's the right thing to do. And anyways, it wasn't. But um, as far as the church, like it's been tough at times. Like you said, the pentagram thing. I'm like, well, you can't look like and be like it can't look. If it was, then I could see I could see that argument. But it can't look like something. It also looks like a star, right? Like there's just these things where you just kind of go, okay. And I just, you know, obviously I hate conflict. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, it, at the beginning though, I had a lot of people, not a lot, but enough, right, on my YouTube channel, and even now, I have people want to save me, you know. Oh yeah. Where you're like, okay, yeah. But um, I ended up taking a class le- recently. Uh, Tyler Zach, do you know who Tyler Zach is? He wrote all the devotionals, uh, like these devotionals for each type. No, and I haven't run. He, and he did it. He did an origins for the Enneagram class and it's a Christian, you know, the, and that, that was, that was really, really, really helpful in understanding, you know, like 
what to say when things come my way, you know, because I think it could help the church so much. I think it could help, you know, it could help everybody, but it really could help people understand each other and not like the thing is, it's like for us to stop projecting. Like I, I find so many people, myself included, right. I'd love everybody to be a peacemaker, but that's me projecting. Right. And so it's like, man, if we could just allow people to actually be themselves. Yeah. It, it, right. can, it can help. Cause like, everything church is messy life is messy like things are messy and this is a tool that could help but yeah yeah i always tell people like you need to own the emoji over your head is only over your head like nobody else in my house has this like i want to have fun and have a. and then when i see them not doing that i have to remember oh yeah they they have a different yeah. <laughs> Their goal isn't necessarily to always be upbeat and positive and have fun. <laughs> right, right. So like that's my one. House, right. That's my so one. You, that's my desire. Do you have any other sevens? No, no. Well, no. we're wondering about my grandson, but it was too hard to tell yet. But no, no, no other sevens. No. Because you have you said your wife's a two. I know one of your daughters is a nine. Right. One's and a then, nine, an eight, a four. And a six swing seven, and then my son's a five, and then my son-in-law is a nine, and my other son-in-law is a three. So So the only thing we're missing is a one. Yeah, we're just missing a one. But you know, sometimes I'm enough like a one. (laughs) (laughs) So your your son that is a five, how old is he? He is seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Because my twenty-year-old's a five. So yeah, I get that. I will say it helped me understand him at a level that I don't think I could have. I don't, th- I think I could have wrecked that one. <laughs> I could have yeah. wrecked them, you know, because yeah. like, and my personality can be very overbearing to a five, like, cause I'm like, Oh, you know, like I want to be in his space. And he's like, it has nothing. To- I just can't. It's my personality. So it did help me as a mom. And then I, my other son is a three. So that's the thing. Like if I could tell even parents, like it really, really gives us tools to understand our kids, to release them from being us, release them from wanting our own dreams and desires, release them to be themselves. Like I have, I mean, he is a five and he is a three, (laughs) you know, and we embrace that and we encourage that and we parent that. And we, you know, we talk about where they go in health and where they go in stress and what that, you know, and then I'm married to an eight. So yeah. the five and the eight actually can look like each other sometimes. Right. They have that line. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, and then you got me, the nine, and my son is a three. We have the line, but right. that line seems to work more or better, you know, so. My wife, a two, will holler at my son, a five, you know, that's not nice because he'll make some comment, you know, about something because it, it, we're always like, you know, three sentences away from talking about a mortuary or whatever, you know, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and she'll say, that's not nice. And he'll say, um, that was not my goal. And you have to remember, mm-hmm. like, again, that heart thing over her head. Mm-hmm. None of us share that. We. So anyway, and yeah. I realized, you know, for example, like I realized with my son, a five, that um, I think he's listened through the Harry Potter series 50 times. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so when he says, do you want to watch Harry Potter? He means, will you let me pause it every five minutes to tell you the things that you didn't know you didn't know? And that that's how he wants to, to know. Well, I mean, that's how he huh? wants to connect. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That is like the best thing. Especially the fact that as a seven dad, like that you get that, that it's, it, it's, it honestly, I don't know if seven's the right word. Like it's so important as parents for us to come into their world and not expect them to come into our world. That's something I've learned raising my boys where, you know, know, the five, it, it was very tough to understand how to get into his world. It was like, well, how, you know, well, you want to come with me to the mall or you want to go to the movies or no, no, no. You know, and it was, it took us a while to figure that out and to figure out like, how do we get into his world? You know, and what is it? And and that's what you're doing so brilliantly saying like, okay, that's how he wants to connect with me right now. Guess we're doing it again. Harry Potter again. 
because most people would say, oh my goodness, stop pausing the movie. Nobody cares. We don't want to know about you. But when you realize what's going on, it's like, okay, do you want to take your son's hand and connect with him or not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you do, then you do it this way, do it the way they prefer you to do it. Or like an eight. If what is it? The pushback and the bantering. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they love it. And it's not it will it where it can feel like like to me, are you angry? To him, right. he's like, not at all. You know, and so the right. Enneagrams helped us have that language of me just saying, Wait, are you angry? No. Okay. And then just believing him. Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well then I'm not gonna worry about it because you said you're not, and you would tell me the truth anyway. So Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. And then your two type two wife, I would imagine like cares about the Enneagram just enough. <laughs> well, it's very useful in entering into other people's worlds and yes. trying to connect with them in a way mm-hmm. that's more meaningful. So yeah, absolutely. Hillary, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. It. I hope that you guys will check out Hillary's channel. And um, um, if you're not watching her videos already, that you start watching her videos and she's got a lot to offer. And thank you you so much for being willing to do this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tom. All right. Take care and stay warm there in Arizona. Yeah, you too. Winter, winter months. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. It's Uh the best. Uh All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye, Tom.